0: Welcome to the Tech Raptor podcast. I'm Robert Scarponito, your features editor. Andrew, editor in chief. Rutledge Doggett, site founder.
1: Andrew Stretch, Houdini editor.
0: Oh, and there's the exit. There you go. You can leave the pod. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs>
1: yeah. well, it was easier than I expected. I don't know why people think that this is a difficult thing to do. Anyway, goodbye, guys. Great seeing you. Bye,
0: bye, Houdini. So, well, okay, we're a three-man pod the rest of the show. <laughs>
2: If that's all it took, we should have done that a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, This week, we're going to talk about Escape Academy and Dinkum. But before we do that, let's get into some news. Uh, EA had a little presser with the board room, I think is what they called it, which is fun. Uh, Skate 4 is not Skate 4. It is now Skate Period. Skate Dot. Just the concept of skate.
2: Wait, the period's Uh, in the name? I think so. I hate it. I think that that's how they have it stylized, but it's just <laughs> mm-hmm. Skate.
0: Okay. Uh it's going to be a free to play game. It's not a remake, it's not a sequel. It's just a free to play skating game. That's going to be a platform and their idea is there's not going to be a Skate 5 or whatever. Like this is it. This is Skate.
3: This is where you live now.
0: Mm. Yes.
1: I'm I'm I normally hear games as a service and think and like immediately my mind jumps to all of the different ways that uh that there will be monetization and like abuse of monetization or how you know you might be impacted because you can't get like the right stats or this or that like all the stuff that we've been seeing with um the diablo mobile game and people mm. talking about how it You know, if you wanted to fully rank up a character, it could be like 300K, yada, yada. Um, Hearing that Skate 4 is going to be a live service, games as a service, I'm over the moon excited. This sounds like a fantastic approach for a game like this.
3: Yeah, but if I buy one of Tony Hawk's NFTs, um, can can I bring that into Skate? Like, that'll work, right? Yeah, you can also bring it into Fortnite too. Ooh, even better! Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how I do it. Do an
1: ollie up the blockchain.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, you know, I I kind of agree that I think Skate could benefit from being a uh, platform as opposed to a, in like a game on its own. You know what I mean? Like being part of a franchise, because this is definitely one of those places where you could just. I could see, you know, they released it in 2023 and then in 2024, there's a big comeback with like, oh, this season's like so good. You know, they tweaked the game like this and they added this new map or whatever. I could see that all being interesting. My hang up is monetization, which is, is going to be a, a theme. In oh, this it's going to be huge. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but Like, yeah, obviously they're going to, they said they're going to have um, cosmetics. So that makes sense, right? Deck out, Deck out your skater boy or girl or they, they, them, anyone, right? Deck out your board itself, the trucks, everything, right? But then what if it gets into, like, you know, you, if you want to do this cool trick, just pay us some money.
3: I doubt they'll do that. Like, I could also see graffiti being a big thing mm-hmm. in terms of, mm-hmm. um, you know, buying, like, Fortnite
1: or, sprays. Or even they talk about, like, how much building will be a part of the game as well. Like maybe your ability to place certain things, which is like for for the creators, for the people who will be putting in just so much time, um, I think that that's going to be awesome. Uh, you know we we also know that uh, we also know that a recent recent build of Skate be leaked onto the internet, and I will not confirm nor deny that I have played it. Um, but in terms of like mechanics they've already got a really solid base in place allegedly according to what i've seen definitely what i've right. seen
0: right and um, read
1: yeah seen and read um that must have been very in-depth what you're in it was it was uh it took a lot to get through really had to had to look around deep for it,
0: mm. so can, it sounds um, like a lot did you get did you get bored while <laughs> seeing all that i
1: did could... i did get bored sometimes it was pretty rough um mm. it's like you could feel the controller in your hands as you're reading it. <laughs> yeah. Um so what I'm saying is that Skate at the moment is very playable and very fun. <laughs> <laughs> um but if if they're just going to stick with like the cosmetics aspect, you know, Skate has never had any kind of like a stat system the same way that Tony Hawk has. Right. Um and I think that, you know, if they did get to the point of like if you want to be able to do this trick or you know you'll go a little bit faster if you pay five dollars a month kind of thing. That hopefully will like infringe on the simulator aspect of skate. Mm. Uh, but no, it just it seems like a good way to get people involved in the idea that you can like go and hit a skate park with a whole bunch of randoms online and just to have fun. Uh, that sounds so appealing.
0: Yeah. I think it'll be interesting seeing this under EA, right? Because they also have Apex Legends. They also have Battlefield. You know, a lot of other, like, not free to play. Well, Apex is free to play, but like continuously monetized games. So this isn't the first time EA's doing it, right? So I guess this is going to be kind of that litmus test of have they learned how to do free to play in a way that doesn't scare people off or make people hate it, you know?
3: We've definitely learned their lessons over the years with monetization. So hopefully they've taken something from each of those events mm-hmm. and said, all right, we're going to do it right this time. Is this, this curveball because... you warned us about beforehand? <laughs> nope. Oh. Um, because is... skate is such V8 a... Sucks. I mean I won't disagree with you, but skate is a
1: ten, ten, but it's not a single player game.
3: (laughs) 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 Oh
0: my wait, what if it isn't though?
1: What if it just crashes? It's it's just
0: pure online? Yeah, what if it's like pure on like an MMO type of thing? Persistently online world. You run into people.
1: Oh, I'm sure that that's what it'll be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it's they'd already started to get into that with Skate Three, that you yeah. could like just join a random online lobby and it would be a, like a section of the map, but there would be like eight other people skating. Um, mm. You didn't have to know them; you could just hop in and play. Um, so for this to be like that next evolution, and just be like, hey, you load in, and there's gonna at all periods of time kind of the same way that the gta online does it Mm -hmm. like oh at any period of time there's going to be 40 other people just skating in your world like if you want to go and do each of the different quests and objectives that i have again only heard about um then you can go and do that and just ignore other people or they'll probably add in functionality that you can like you know set up a trick battle or Mm -hmm. start a round of hole of meat and like people can get notified and can come and like walk over and join
3: yeah i mean it makes sense skating is a very social activity like right for them to say you know you're always going to have people around it it just kind of lends itself to that hobby and and how social people are and how people interact at skate parks and um i think it would kind of take it take a series that people have been just clamoring for for years and years um and just kind of take it to that next level
0: yeah and the more i think on it too i think like the mmo space could use a game that's a little more like this because you know you have like like destiny not quite an mmo but you know it's like a shooter action type thing final fantasy very like classic MMORPG experience. But then here it's just like MMO, you hop in, have fun, do a kickflip, mm-hmm. and you're good, right? And then we'll get the expansion in two years and it's going to be called Heaven's Board.
2: And that's after they, nice. they blow that's up great. the game. <laughs> a realm reboard. All right. I guess yeah. the way I I see it, and I don't I'm not opposed to the idea because I, I guess I'm comparing it mostly to like sports games in the sense that it is a simulation of an activity that we do. And unless mm-hmm. you're gonna get crazy with it and make it arcadey or do some wild mechanics, there's not a lot of evolution in terms of gameplay. Like you can make the simulation better or whatever, but the gameplay is really not gonna change all that much mm-hmm. because it can't, like, because if you're simulating a real life thing, it's not gonna You're not gonna get, get away with it. So it, I like it in the sense that and I know it's not a one to one comparing it to something like Madden or uh, or whatever because you know it's got roster updates and whatever nonsense, they do. right? But you're not paying sixty dollars for a game every year. On top of they already make a shit ton through all their microtransactions they have in those already. Hmm. Um, so the idea of this being a, an update thing because because something like those <clears throat> those Sports Sims games, you know, Two K, NBA Two K, or Madden, FIFA, all that crap. The gameplay doesn't really change, and people complain about it and joke about it. But it's like, well, it can't. It can't though. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> unless you draw, like, like we're not gonna, you know, we're changing all the rules to football now. It's yeah. a different. Now game. Now there
0: are four end zones.
2: Yeah. So like, they, <laughs> it, unless they're gonna get wacky with modes, there's not really much they can do other than refinement. Uh, and so the idea of something like say I feel like that's kind of the similar with skate. Unless they want to get weird with it. it, it's they're in the same kind of boat. In a way, I guess they could introduce new kind of tricks and stuff. Um, but it's, it feels similar to, to that kind of thing. So it's I like the be idea a, of it being free. It's going to be especially weird
1: as well because, you know, there was only ever Skate and Tony Hawk for, like, skating video games. Forever. One was very arcade-y, one was very um One was very simulator. simulator. But now Skate has competitors in the form of... Sessions
2: and SkateBurb. right? No, <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, <yes>.
0: Skate <laughs> oh yeah, no. Um, what was the other is, one? I think it might just be called SkateXL. Like, SkateXL, Skate yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: It. So it's now, and like I've I've played one of them. I know that we've previewed another one for the site. Um, I forget. I think I I played SkaterXL. I don't know. Uh, but it's like those those are like proper simulators, like. Uh compared to compared to skate, those are simulators. <laughs> skate oh, yeah. is
0: still arcadey. Um,
1: yeah, like
0: skate is like driving automatic and those game like Skater XL is like manual.
1: Yeah. Um uh, so it'll also be interesting to see kind of those those diehard fans who were looking forward to skate. Are they looking forward to skate for it to be skate or for it to be a skate simulation? Um and will we see like Indie Darling's like uh sessions? pick up some of the slack Mm. especially now that we know that tony hawk pro skater 3 plus 4 isn't gonna happen through activision
0: right i mean i feel like we have quite a few arcadey skate games out there too right to like scratch that itch so
1: yeah there's also what skate story is Mm. a new like narrative skating game yeah ollie ollie release was fantastic ollie ollie yeah. yeah
0: Yeah, so it's, it's a good That's time a to be a skateboard yeah, video right. game fan. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Um In other news, across the pond, Nintendo has purchased Dynamo Pictures. Uh, they're an animation studio that primarily does CG animation. They've worked on stuff like... They've done a few of the models for one of the Evangelion movies. Uh, They did the Dragon Ball Super superhero movie that is not out yet in the West, but boy, howdy, am I excited. August 19, just a heads up. Um, But now they are owned by Nintendo, and they will be now named Nintendo Pictures. I wonder what this means for their
1: relationship with Illumination.
2: I mean, That's what I was wondering. Yeah, yeah it's like,
1: it- they made a big deal about it. You know, the Minion studio is doing a Super Mario movie, but now they're having their own studio. Does that mean that whatever they're doing right now won't be able to build into what they're doing? Like, is the current Super Mario Bros movie going to be the, uh, the Incredible Hulk of the MCU kind of thing? <laughs> the Black Sheep, not really
2: part of it but not removed from it. I think you're thinking that Nintendo's gonna do anything that creative is insane. <laughs> the
0: end well, of the it's not
2: creative. If if since
1: Marvel started making their cinematic universe,
0: mm-hmm.
1: creating a cinematic universe in film has been about the most unoriginal thing. We've had the yeah, Dooku, I guess, I guess the Anabelle, well the Annabelle Cinematic Universe, whatever that is. Yeah, doing it like well a, is a whole different thing.
0: Yeah, is there uh, like a Godzilla and King Kong, like the monster cinematic universe?
1: Yep. That's right. Uh, I think, you know, even the, the Shin Godzilla is about to get a... There's going to be a Shin Ultraman movie, and then they're going to be fighting each other as well. Of course. Um, no, I, I 100% think that Nintendo, in very Nintendo fashion a trend has been around for 10 years and they're finally going to take a shot at it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, cause they're going to be working on What was it that they, they called it Nintendo's portfolio of quote visual content. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Hey, super Mario 64 is visual content too. Right. right. So like how vague can you get?
1: I guess if they had thrown in interactive, then it might have like meant something. I don't know. It's definitely weird.
0: Mm -hmm. I just don't... It
1: it means that Chris Pratt will get great work for the next 10 years. We'll have Chris Pratt as Link from The Legend of Zelda. Chris Pratt as Kirby from the Kirby movie. That's going to take a dark turn as Mm -hmm. we learn more about Kirby's horrific origins as a
2: sentient pink blob.
0: He's a void. Yep.
2: (laughs) It's basically the this you know, ven- venom for this cinematic universe, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's a Kirby. Yeah. He's he's made a pink symbiote. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I the the obvious thing you could lean on here is the Smash Bros. cinematic universe, right? Like, Gotta be. make all the movies of like like make the Metroid movie, the Link movie, the Mario movie, and then some sort of mystical giant hand pulls them into a universe that's and makes right. them fight
2: that their smash bros ultimate is avengers endgame mm-hmm. yeah moment you know 10 years from now that's what we'll be talking about yeah they they could even that'll snap be the end them. of their face too it's a big hand they could snap all the fucking characters <laughs> yeah well, the, did.
1: the start of smash bros ultimate is when like the weird like biblically accurate fucking angel appears and <laughs> smites everyone <That's laughs> kirby's the only one left because like, you be, can't
0: kill Kirby. Okay.
1: Yeah, it would be very easy for them to just be like, uh, yeah, sure. Like, let's kill everyone at the end of a certain movie as as the as the post credit spring sing shows this, and then we'll have a Kirby movie, and then we'll bring everyone back. Mm-hmm. It'll be
2: okay.
0: See, and, and the funny thing is though, I think we're all kind of jumping the gun, maybe, because this could also just be like, oh, they're gonna make cutscenes for our games.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. More, more yeah. CG it's stuff God
0: for our games. could 100% be that. Because, I mean, all the Fire Emblem games have, like, a surprisingly well-done cutscenes. So I could just see Dynamo Pictures slotting into that for, like, I don't know, Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> if, if, that, if that ever is that still happening, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other thing we got to remember,
2: too, like, Nintendo very much tries to cater to kids. So mm. it could be that kind of stuff more. Chris Come Pratt along.
3: is Ass Cat Ass catch <him.
2: laughs> That's a movie I want to <laughs> see. Wow. <laughs> wow.
1: That's a Freudian slip if I've ever heard one. Oh, wow. It's when you say one thing hey. but you mean
2: Rutt's mother.
3: <laughs> or... <laughs> oh. okay.
2: Didn't they make that yeah. isn't, isn't that called Deuce Bigelow? Isn't that what that movie is?
0: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I, I think this could totally just be, make cutscenes for, for. Could be because like I'm Nintendo looking games. at like
2: Dynamo, and it's not that they do. They're not. They don't make this big budget stuff like Illumination. You know what I mean? It's it's smaller scale. I mean
0: I, mean, I mean, I Dragon I don't know. Like,
2: Super superhero is pretty big.
0: Yeah. I, well, like, I haven't maybe seen I'm judging yet, it
2: too much by how it looks, but it doesn't look all that big budget to me. Just saying.
0: Fair, but I mean, and it is still like Dragon Ball. Yeah.
2: yeah, 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 yeah. It's a big name. Yeah, yeah, but like Dragon Ball's like who? I could get a fucking license for um, doing something if I wanted. King's Blade was a good movie. That's probably uh that's probably
1: an opinion that what? not many people share. Huh. Yeah, King, King's
0: Blade huh. was hey,
1: a good it, movie, speak, and it also I, it looked. I thought you were good. leaving. Why are you still speak here? More, <laughs> speak,
0: speak more on that stretch. Yeah. King's Blade was a good movie.
1: Sean yeah I mean I think the the movie uh, being a necessary portion of story for the complete Final Fantasy 15 video game and then delivering it to you as a 10 second series of flashes probably wasn't the right uh, approach in terms of overall story but for like an adventure of uh you know a cocky renegade soldier going out saving a girl coming back kind of thing and then turning into a giant god demon thing I enjoyed it and it looked great I think yeah, this is to the point of I will agree that the Dragon Ball super superhero movie does not look fantastic Um, Mm -hmm. I think that there's real issues that people have translating something purely 2D into 3D space Uh, Mm -hmm. especially when they do stuff like keeping the animated frames of the models at like half the level like you would in traditional animation because that just makes the 3D character models look janky. Um, yeah. But Kingsglaive looked gorgeous.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So so it's a visuals thing for you. No, not quite the story.
1: Oh, no. I enjoyed the story as well. Oh, um, okay. I think the the overall decision... As a standalone story, I enjoyed it. The overall decision to... Have that be a standalone story that was a necessary chunk to a larger video game, I think that was weird. Yeah, uh, it's like required reading for the video game, but it's a it's a movie with Lena Headey and Aaron Paul.
0: Right, because if you don't watch it, you're just playing Road Trip the video game. But if you and do watch Sean it, you're Bean, playing Road Trip Sean in Bean context.
1: Played the king. It's the same way that they had those Final Fantasy fifteen anime vignettes as well mm-hmm. that gave you context to the relationship of the of the boy band and it's like without watching those four 20 minute anime episodes you're just like okay I guess they're all best friends and then that's it and I guess they filled in some yeah. of that with the DLC later
0: what more do you need yeah. to know yeah we'll, we'll get into this in our uh, Final Fantasy XV yeah. spoiler cast a few years late Gladio's
2: but... <laughs> a werewolf yeah. what? Gladio's a werewolf is he yes sure oh. yeah, he 100% no, sure. Is a yeah.
0: for yeah why not yes um but yeah dynamo pictures probably gonna make Nintendo, testing nintendo testing pictures before,
2: before, please bef- before oh. we move on from nintendo pictures it's gonna be an interesting challenge for nintendo if they are gonna be making more content about their their ips because i was just thinking there, there's no character to any of their characters. You know what I mean? Other than like, hey, Mario just he he fights bad guys. Link he fights bad guys. I think That's they cool. nailed it perfectly with
1: the with the animated series. Let's get let's get cocky oh, Link yeah.
2: back. So I'm just I'm just wondering where they're gonna go with that because suddenly oh man we have to like give these guys personalities, <laughs> mm. <laughs> which they don't have. like. They do it sometimes and they do it pretty well. Like I think. We all kind of know who Luigi is by now. Mario doesn't really Day, have yeah. much, but it's uh, they don't really give other than like some superficial traits. We don't really know anything about anybody or how they operate. And when you're doing a show or a movie, you're it, inevitably you're going to have to expand that somehow. And I wonder so, what they'll do with it.
0: So, are you saying if if Nintendo, like in years from now, announces a dark, gritty? Locky two origin story done by dynamo picture formerly known as dynamo pictures now nintendo pictures you would not be excited to see that
2: i'm not no i'm I'm just i'm just saying i wonder what Nintendo's going to do with it because they don't do that in their games so it's not like they're like oh we have this all this personality and history and what makes this character work the way they do it's just it's all pretty archetypal so far Hmm. with what they've done i'm just curious what they'll do because it, it they have to expand what they have and i don't i wonder where they'll go with it they could they could probably just get a whole bunch of footage off the chopping room floor of
1: captain marvel and make a make a metroid movie
0: <laughs> yeah Be a
2: better movie than that one
0: <laughs> honestly you know i'd love to see them tackle a mario kart movie like one that can actually explain <laughs> in universe like why a mario kart tournament is well, happening that, that's be
1: gonna be the gritty lucky two movie like he's seen yeah, yeah. lucky two fast
2: Too furious
0: that's yeah, it. yeah it's it. like, it's a,
2: like uh, a mix and... of ford versus ferrari and rush
3: yeah, yeah. i was gonna say rush <laughs> like god can you imagine like a...
2: daniel Bruhlback. Yeah.
3: Mario's- there'll be
0: a, a little Easter egg of, <laughs> of Captain Falcon eating a burger somewhere, not in the race at all because he doesn't drive anymore
1: that's right, he's not Mario's oh. father used
2: to be in races until that one day, that damn blue shell <laughs> no, they would just make Captain Falcon, they'd ugly Sonic him in the movie <laughs> <laughs> that'd be Captain Falcon he'd be, he'd be like one of the concession stands yeah, exactly uh
0: yeah. huh
2: He's selling Falcon Punch, which is a drink.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: poor, yeah. c- poor Captain Falcon. Poor F Zero fans out. Well, fan singular. And out he's there. also got some
2: seasoning he calls the Falcon Kick. He's like, "Would you yeah. like a Falcon Kick <laughs> to your burger?" <laughs> it's all coming together.
0: I'd watch uh, it. Nintendo hires. I'd hundred percent watch that. Yeah, but you know, Fantastic. Nintendo is not. No, no, they're
2: not. No, they're not. No. They they take themselves too seriously.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. Nintendo, if you want some like goofy movie ideas, hit us up. Well, that's it? You'd want to chat with movie. Disney about that. Yeah.
0: yeah, they've made two goofy movies actually. Hmm. Yo, goofy movies really good. It, it is one hundred percent. Yeah, it is that's, good movie. The the high school one, not the college one. Well, both are fine. But both were the good. The high school
1: one's <laughs> really yeah. good. Can I play as Max Goof in Skate? That's yes. That's gonna be the question.
0: If it's coming to PC and they, it's mod <laughs> friendly. Sure, absolutely. I, is Skate three on PC?
1: I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Do, <sighs> yeah, remember, mm. do any of you guys remember? you guys remember the Disney Skateboarding game? No. No. That was a fun one. It it you was sure? not as tight controlled as Tony Hawk, but back you then don't it was say. like the realm of Tony Hawk three and four. <laughs> yeah um that game was fun i think i'm gonna Mm. i'm gonna find a way to buy that for my ps2 or something after this podcast
0: well i think i think we know what game stretch is going to talk about next week
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's called disney's extreme skate adventure yeah (laughs)
3: don't tell me this
2: was good i'm just looking you can piss off (laughs) No way. I'm looking at what this looks
3: like. This is to Tony Hawk as uh Hello Kitty Island Adventure is to World of Warcraft.
1: Better than you know Dynasty
2: what? Warriors 4 and Elix 2. Actually, I'm mm. seeing like Buzz Lightyear grind some rails right now. This is actually pretty red. <laughs> I've I've come around. Yes. Oh my oh, god, pages. Zerg. Zerg's on a skateboard. This is stupid. <laughs>
0: Wow. Speaking of stupid, you want to talk about the Unity CEO from last week? Because, boy, howdy, that, is that it?
1: I hope that yeah? people wanting to go into PR and into games dev get this in their textbook as an example of what
3: not to do. CEOs mm-hmm. that you shouldn't let talk. Right.
0: So my understanding of the story here is that Unity has announced a merger with Iron Source, Mm -hmm. Which does a lot of like basically maximizing monetization with your games and apps. Mm -hmm. And then in an interview with PocketGamer.biz, the Unity CEO has said something along the lines of people who don't want to put monetization in their games are pure, brilliant, and the biggest fucking idiots
3: yeah it it's been it's been a couple of rough years for unity and I think it starts at the top um so you you're not confident
0: in John rich his whole no life? they've just
3: they've just made a lot of like questionable decisions he's said a lot of questionable things over the years too like this isn't the first time he's like said something that you're like why would you say that um but it, just, it, it also kind of shows the mindset of some of the higher-ups in the gaming industry and that focus on monetization. Because I understand that you need to make money, but monetization should not be the primary focus. That's not how you get a good game. Um, looking at you, Diablo Immortal. Um, and to call the people who use your platform who pay for your platform to create games fucking stupid is just I I don't even I can't quantify it because you're essentially telling the people who are using your platform to create games that they put their blood sweat tears and, and their their passion into and you're calling them stupid for not focusing on monetization like that's a huge slap in their face and it's it's made a lot of developers at least from what i've seen on twitter be like maybe it's time to move to unreal because epic puts a stupid amount of money into the developers that build on their platform and they do everything they can to make it developer friendly and easy to use and honestly over the years unity hasn't um yeah and you know i i developed on unity i developed on uh UDK in college did not enjoy Unity. Um, And apparently it is still kind of difficult to develop on in comparison. But I don't know. I just, I'll never understand shitting on people for their passion. Yeah. And
0: what I find like a little confusing too with his statement here is that, okay, so he thinks that like monetization is the future of gaming. like like microtransaction type shit. But he also makes a big point about how the future of this industry as a developer is you have to be able to take feedback at Mm -hmm. all levels of development, right? And I feel like those two ideas are very at odds because I don't think there are that many gamers out there who are like, you know, Ragnar- God of War Ragnarok is so fun, but I wish I had to pay money for a new Leviathan axe skin. I wish I could throw more money at you so I could have my Chaos Blades look cooler. You know what I mean? Like,
2: you say that, but people do say that stuff
0: pretty I mean sure, but I don't games. I don't think it's like a big enough demand where then Cory Barlog's gonna be like, fuck, why didn't we put microtransactions in our in our big God of War game?
3: Well, and it's and it's all it's all weird too, knowing the the history of Unity and the fact that the company that they're merging with, from from what I've read, has also been flagged for malware multiple times over the years. It's just kind of a weird. It's very strange. Mm. I, I don't know.
1: Playing playing devil's advocate is like you know a. Lo- monetization has a really bad rap about it. There are ways to do monetization right. Just, you know, in essence of us buying video games, that's kind of a form of monetization. It's like, it's. we understand that like developers need to get paid. Uh, developers deserve to get paid a lot more than what they're likely currently being paid for the, the hours and hours of entertainment that they create. And so it's good to come in to to this kind of discussion with the idea of like yes for those that want to make it better or like to to make the monetizations easier for themselves that's okay it's just the issue with monetization has become such a a big issue about over monetization uh Diablo Immortal 300k to you know get as far as you can get um that you know, it's become a definitely... slippery
3: slope, mm-hmm.
1: and coming and where you're where you're never sure where a developer falls on that slope. For the CEO of Unity to come out and say people who are not doing that aggressive, abuse of monetization um, and calling them fucking idiots is just like oh that that really says a lot more about you than it does mm-hmm. about any developer that is currently util- utilizing your platform. Uh, especially knowing
3: to, that the majority of Unity users are not AAA developers.
2: Yeah. Well, to be fair to him, I don't think he's saying you have to be aggressive. I think he's saying monetization has to be something you need to be heavily considering while you're developing. I think that I this is gonna I don't know I think I'm the alone man here. I would largely agree with what he's saying mm. for the most part. Uh, I think that he said it in a quick way, and that's what the, the soundbite, the stuff that people clickbaited away from him. But he expands on it and says why he, what he's getting at. And I think it – so I've thought about – I've been always wondering how I wanted to – I wanted to write something or do something uh, about this. But what he's talking about is the key tension between when you're talking about like the commodification of art. So when, when someone is passionate in making a creative thing, whatever that is, a movie, music, book, whatever – uh, there is that tension of okay, I put in all this effort, or whatever. How am I gonna, you know, get paid back or make my time worth it so that I can continue to do this? Like, if I'm already well wealth, independently wealthy from something else, and I'm doing this as a passion thing, and I don't have to consider it, good for you. That's like point zero zero one percent of all people, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what he's getting is like you have to if you want to keep doing it. This is how I'm taking it, right? It may be it's spinning off of what he's getting at. Like that is a consideration that has to be made, for sure. Cause I don't think he's yeah. saying like Elden Ring was stupid for not putting in microtransactions or something like that. I think he's just saying you have to think about okay how am I gonna make the money back and so I continue doing what I'm doing. Mm. I think that's a very fair thing to get at that that people yeah. say, oh I'm always just thinking about the game or passionate about this is that's obviously important. But how am I gonna get my time of investment back to continue to do what I want to do Um, because like if we're going to be realistic about the price of games, like they haven't, they've, we're, games are cheap as hell. They've, they haven't, the prices, the relative price has gone down the entire time I've been playing games. Games were $60 when I was a kid. They're $60 now. And you know, right now the biggest thing in the world is people talk about is inflation. Games prices aren't going to be going up really. I mean, we had the 60 to 70 jump last year. And that would cause a lot of outrage. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, but even then you can buy like Hollow Knight, one of the best games, like what people would yeah, say is the best game ever made, get 20 on, bucks.
2: And you can get on sale for like 10 bucks. Yeah. So there's all kinds of, it's a very complicated issue. And I think he's absolutely right when he says that more developers and specifically smaller developers need to have monetization talks and exactly what they want that to look like in, in the process of developing. Absolutely. It needs to be
3: and, a part of your game design document. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like you need you need to be thinking through when you're building out these are the mechanics of my game. This is the story or this is all of the options. You need to think through the value. If you're not if you don't want to do any microtransactions, cool. But you've got to think through the value of the time that it's going to take to build that game. Mm-hmm. If you are doing microtransactions, you have to weigh that gameplay benefit versus the cost of whatever if if it has any sort of impact on gameplay all that kind of stuff like that that i get that makes a ton of sense um it's just the way he said it for me like he could have phrased it better um and the fact Mm -hmm. that he said fucking stupid it it, i think it probably underscores something underlying um more so than the point he wanted to make
0: um Do, do you think him saying this in the aftermath of like the Iron Source merger kind of painted sure you know, it kind of framed it differently right cuz Iron mm-hmm. Source is a lot about like microtransaction type of monetization from what I understand Well where
3: it gets interesting too is that I don't remember when it was Unity spun up a development division internally to create games to understand the cost of developing a game and shuttered it almost immediately mm. so it, there, there's a lot of stuff with unity over the years that just is strange like hey we want, we're standing up this whole new development thing so that we can understand how hard it, or you know what challenges developers run into um when they're developing on our platform and then just to shutter it because the there was no roi to it um it was interesting when I was kind of digging into the history of unity and and understanding like things they've done in the past. Um, I mean, they've, they've also laid off June 29th. They laid off hundreds of staffers at unity. So it's also bad timing to talk about monetization in the midst of a merger that is probably very expensive after you've laid off hundreds of people. So I can understand why why developers are frustrated too, because there's all these things happening, and at the same time, you're you've got this soundbite where you're being called an idiot because you're not money focused or whatever.
2: And and to to reread the the the, I was rereading the quote again. What I think the people he's calling out are are, it's a specific kind of person. Where so what it makes me think of is so like let's uh, like all kinds of people. Like let's say I want to be a a movie star or a comedian or whatever that is some kind of entertainer and they you know the the cliche is like oh just put in the work and follow your dreams and you'll be successful when it's like fucking no not really not for most people no you could be great and put in as much effort as anybody else and you will not be successful at all um so i think part of what it is saying yeah you have this passion and be this brilliant game designer but there's an aspect to it if you really want to make this what you do as a job you have to consider this like it's impossible not to you have to you have to set yourself up for success as much as possible Mm -hmm. and there are great games out there that are not commercially successful a lot of them small games and big games i mean we can we like to shit on square enix for what they did with their western uh games that they have (laughs) and complaining about the sales, but. I mean even then like you're they're getting millions of sales and it's not enough for Square to think it's worth worth their time or they're they're potentially losing money or whatever the case may be.
3: I mean that's so, a good point too. Like a lot of what I look for when we're talking guides is follower counts and uh, hype around the game and when I'm digging through I'm finding games that have less than 100 followers that I look at and I'm like this looks cool. Yeah. And it it comes there's just the number of games that have been released year over year is, like, exponential. Just Mm. every year, it almost doubles the number of releases. And so it is getting harder to break in. Um, And and there's just so uh, many facets to development beyond monetization. You're thinking PR, you're thinking marketing. Like, There's just so
2: much. That's the part of the point that he's making, too. If you read further in the interview where he expands what he meant, it says, like, the... Things have changed from okay, I'm done with this game. Let me give it to the people that know how to talk about games, and that's it. I'm done with it. No, it's a constant interaction with within the community or within something to build some kind of following, and that's also what he's talking about. So it's not even necessarily I need to figure out ways for have people spend my spend money on my thing. It's how do I get people to just be be aware of it?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Is also part of it. Yeah. Because it's, not, it's yeah. not enough now with how many games come out to just be like, I made a good game. It's like, well, so did 500 other people.
3: <laughs> yeah. And you can week. hire an incredible PR yeah. firm and it can still flop. Like yeah. so right. there's, there's know, just... We work with a lot of talented PR firms that send us games that look awesome and they just don't see success there's despite a that.
2: ton of great games out there. That, and I think the broader point is do as much as possible to make it so that you're successful enough to continue doing it.
3: Yeah, right. don't don't think your game is gonna stand on its own. You've got to do the marketing. You've got to drum up things. Yeah. I found like like this. There's this goofy little like penguin heist game that if you look at the Steam page, it doesn't look like anything great. But holy shit, their gift game is strong on Twitter. It's like just <laughs> penguins beating the shit out of each other yeah. with just the goofiest noises. And so I bought it, um, yeah. and it, it's an enjoyable game. So it really comes down to it's not just you know. Hey, write about my game to every single outlet you can find. You've got you've got to build a community around it now, right. um, otherwise it goes nowhere. Okay, yeah,
0: I think I'm like turning around on this because I've only like really been looking into this story today before the pod, and I think it kind of feels like cherry picking the quote to read it the way a you little want bit. To. But even he
2: says like bit, I shouldn't it. have said that the way that I said it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cuz he he does apologize later on like like deeply sorry if what I said offended any game devs. Absolutely love the people that make games, creative hard work, right? So I I think it's definitely the tone of it did not help, but I think the yeah. point underneath makes a lot of sense. Comes down to phrasing. Uh, like comes down You got to phrasing you gotta be careful that, what you
3: say.
2: And I don't know enough about this guy, but I could understand let's say he is that let's let's be very charitable here. Let's say that he is that passionate about wanting people to be successful. And it would be frustrating to get those people that are just like, follow your dreams. that are not really giving you real advice. And that those mm-hmm. are the people that everybody's like, man, those, those people are so great. And he's like, no, like you have to be fucking realistic about this. It's like, maybe he is yeah. that upset with those fucking idiots that he sees right. as idiots yeah. um, that are getting all this attention where he's like, no, that's not realistic, helpful, practical <laughs> advice. that's going to get anybody anywhere. I even like, get, like fr- I a mean, a I'll
3: admit I get that frustrated about, competitors yeah, so in our gets, industry where i'm like that's not how it works
2: no you don't yeah. just suddenly get he's like i do good work therefore i am successful it's like well <laughs> you don't know what the real world any,
0: then yeah like you we have do to good work here so and shit lucky.
3: blows up in our face so yeah exactly
0: all right well i think that's a good wrap on the news let's jump into some games but wait um oh. so oh. Oh, the he curve promised a okay.
2: curveball before we started recording
0: yeah he
3: kinda, I, I, hey hey he, audience he
0: built i want to, up. yeah i want you to know if this is disappointing <laughs> Rut. if this is disappointing <laughs> this is the end of the sh- no more no record podcast you right. have oh. a lot of oh,
3: oh. oh. yeah well, we'll continue, continue, it, deliver. Just,
2: you just won't be here we'll do something yeah. else we'll, <laughs> we'll call accidentally
3: close out of the window Um uh, no is i was talking to somebody yesterday about like Uh, they're like hey i'm looking for stuff to play and this is kind of what i'm looking for and i was digging around through my steam library um and i was like oh i'm gonna recommend and i think otten's gonna shit on me for this lord of the rings war in the north Mm. um and i was digging into it and i was like yeah no that's so it's like it's the the... four
2: player i know what it is um,
3: linear uh kind that of Lord game of the Rings stone What as
2: hell? What do you mean I want to shit on you? Yeah.
3: And uh and so I was digging in and I was like, yeah, check this out. And then they were like, it's not available for sale anymore. <laughs> and I had no idea. So the publisher oh. pulled it. Um oh. and it's so you not a, you can't even buy it anymore. Um oh. and I found that and I was like wait, what the hell because i understand that it got like six and sevens when it came out or whatever and it wasn't like critically acclaimed like, well, but like, creative game. it's it's not incredible but it's fun <laughs> it gives you kind of a little bit more backstory to what was going on behind the scenes of the fellowship um mm-hmm. and there's just some some interesting and, and fun gameplay there to just keep jumping in and, and mindlessly murdering orcs um but I don't remember hearing anything about that getting delisted. Um, and so that took me by surprise when I was like, oh, well, if I wanted somebody to play this, they literally cannot play it anymore. Mm. Um, and it kind of ties into what we were discussing pre-pod about the the feature we published about digital distribution and kind of the dangers of it. And
0: yeah. uh, but you can check out a techraptor.net.
3: Yeah. Link, link below. But like that to hear to have heard nothing about that was very strange for me Um, Mm. because usually somebody says something and in this case it just quietly got pulled and i have no i couldn't even figure out when it got pulled so Mm. very strange like it was
1: it was delisted in the past as well in 2019 but then it returned again in 2020
3: and then got delisted again interesting okay so maybe it'll come back for
0: a reunion tour you know maybe or
3: they're working on like a remake or something in the background it's also a
0: game from 2011
2: get people in on that mediocre game
0: yeah hey plus stretch skyrim is a game from 2011 and we're
3: still hearing about it
2: that's true
0: hey maybe this should have released
3: on every platform
1: uh, it looks like you can get lord of the rings war in the north uh from gamestop and that you can also get it on g2a
3: Yay. I thought I thought GameStop only did uh NFTs now.
1: <laughs> well. Oh sorry, yeah, no, it's just a it's just a picture of the front of the box. My bad.
0: Oh, and you can buy that for twenty dollars. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's the yeah. NFT. Yeah. Perfect. Oh,
1: what? it's a games uh, for Windows Live title. That's that might be was, why yeah. it's gone.
3: It Ugh. it works without it. They pulled that. They pulled that functionality okay. out of it. Yeah, because I I yeah. have it installed on Steam right now. I've been playing it for the last couple months. Just
1: you can like, you can buy a digital months? copy of the game for a PC <laughs> yeah. through. I'll just game like I'll just right like now. play
3: play a level and then go back to playing oh. whatever the fuck else and then I'm sure. like oh I want to shoot some orcs today and then I hop back in. Do you hear that rut? Also, I'm trying to 100 it, but yeah.
0: What did so, you say, Stretch? What did you say?
1: That uh. That you can get it for twenty dollars a digital code via GameStop right now, so go. it might be delisted off the Steam storefront, but someone's still got access to generate keys.
3: Yeah. Interesting.
2: just makes me it reminds okay. me of the old Lord of the Rings games that were actually really great, based on the movie. Oh, uh, uh, like Return of the King, Two Towers, Helm, yeah, mm-hmm. Two Towers and Return of the King. Those were good, good shit.
0: Hey, hey, quick gut check from Lord of the Rings fans: Is Gollum on? Is that you know? Yes. Yeah, is yeah. that on the radar for you? Yeah, I,
3: I think saw. His I eyes saw look the. Look uh, cute.
1: He looks adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I'm the behind sure the scenes like that.
3: <laughs> stuff from uh, the publisher. They did a, a presentation for press, and uh, it looks like it's gonna be interesting. I'm still not hundred percent sure, like what the gameplay is. It, there's a, the majority of it is like stealth focused. So yeah, um, uh, misdirection, getting orcs to turn around so you can go around them. So the stealth elements might actually be really cool. And there's some puzzles and stuff to it. doesn't look like there's a lot of combat. Mm. Um, So, I mean, I guess we'll see how it kind of resounds with people. But any opportunity to hop into some more Lord of the Rings for me is good. Fair. Okay. Uh, Stretch,
0: you want to tell us about Escape Academy?
1: Yeah. um, I've been playing Escape Academy. It's kind of funny after talking with Rut a few weeks ago about the um, Escape Room game that he and his friend had been playing. Um, escape Academy dropped on Game Pass this week. Um, I've only played like two, uh, three, or four of the puzzles so far, um, and it's a really fun. Like it's a proper escape room. It's got local co-op, which is really cool as well. You just drop into a room and start figuring out puzzles and stuff. It's apparently the the minds behind it are um, legitimate escape room creators that mm. at the start of the pandemic when they weren't able to continue designing like puzzle rooms and stuff they turned around to some developers and said well you know what can we do to to make a video game and so you're kind of like you know your first puzzle in this game is like a really you know crappy low budget escape room that then is like your uh, your access way to becoming a part of the escape academy and like going off and then you like meet the different professors and their escape rooms are themed after them um and it's just like a really fun like it's a it's a full-on escape room experience just Ooh. digital
3: is it very uh, long like, have you beaten it
1: uh, i have not beaten it um i've probably played an hour hour and a half and i've completed like four of the rooms three of the rooms um, and I think I've got like a little bit less than half of the map uncovered. Mm. So I'm expecting that it's probably going to be like a four or five hour experience. Um, but it's it's fun. Um, there is like some weird like latency issues with the Xbox controller. I've been playing it on Series X. Just kind of like everything feels a bit sluggish. And when you're trying to like quickly move from table where you've used the key where you've gotten some items to then move over to a different like keypad to punch in a number and it's all like mouse controlled, it's it very much feels like it's designed for, for PC. Mm. Um still definitely playable with controller, but it's not going to be as good an experience. Right.
0: Have you had to break out the pen and paper yet?
1: Not yet. Uh I think mm. that there's there's one puzzle um, I was getting very tired and frustrated playing it last night. Also in part because I live in Florida and my AC broke yesterday.
2: Um, how are you alive?
1: But, uh, <laughs> yeah, not conducive to uh, to solving mental games when inside it was like 86 degrees at 10 p.m. Jeez. Um, but uh, but I, I definitely can see how quickly, you know, if I'm getting frustrated or like, you know needing to double take on some stuff um even at like two out of four keys difficulty then uh i'm sure that there would be stuff later on that you definitely need to have pen and paper for that's like the first loading message in the game is like reminder you know it's it's good to keep a pen and paper nearby like, you'll need it prepare it, we're gonna
0: warn you now that's ah, so it's
2: it's like elden ring
0: yeah, yes. That's exactly. Elden what it's Ring like. got it. Elden Ring is just a giant escape room. If you think about that's
2: it, that's what it is. That's what all video
0: games.
1: Technically, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I realize now why Stretch is playing it because it's on Game Pass.
1: Hmm. I mean, hey, when it's when it's free games, I'll I'll play free games. Free games. I also started Garden Story. Uh, also just dropped on Game Pass.
0: Yeah. Is that also a giant escape room? Uh, yeah, because it's, it's a, a video, video game. game. Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. what about yeah. uh what about power wash simulator
1: i i, I don't think that i would care enough about playing that
0: hey, game
3: no fucking joke i want to play
0: that we game we can all play it together <laughs> it's on games pass we can all play yeah. it together yeah, i downloaded it this morning we can power wash
2: <laughs> a house together
0: hell yeah uh rut do you want to talk about dinkum which sounds like it's a, a great a name fake disney character i love the name
3: yeah. it's uh it's it's the story of going back to stretches uh stretches home um and uh, uh my, and, my and as, building a village
1: my ancestral home your ancestral of, home. like the past 200 years
3: yeah yeah australia um oh that's how you
0: pronounce it. got it okay yeah australia um,
3: <laughs> australia um it is uh how did i describe it earlier So it's it's Animal Crossing with humans kind of mixed with like a little bit of Minecraft and Stardew um, Mm. in terms of like there's crafting. So you essentially drop on an island and people come to the island and you can build a village. Um, It it functions a little bit differently than Animal Crossing where Animal Crossing just randomly has people show up on your island um, and then you can have them move in. In this case, you have to complete certain milestones before people will start visiting your island, and then you have to do things for those people to convince them to stay. Um, and so there's a lot of like uh, there's like, and you have skills, so like foraging, mining, fishing, stuff like that. Um, and you have to get permits for each. You can upgrade your permits as you level up to do you know, chop down harder trees and stuff like that. Um, I've only been playing maybe two hours. I've played like a week and a half two weeks in game um and it's just it's super chill um you've got uh you know alligators kangaroos uh all that good stuff and it's just chill Wait, like as pets or uh i think you can like tame them or whatever but you can also kill them for meat mm, are the so...
2: kangaroos as much of a menace as they actually are in australia
3: uh no
2: no they're pretty bad yeah like the more everything i've heard like people that actually live they're like we fucking hate them because they're just a pain in ass.
3: yes well it's it's funny robert uh, messaged me the other day and he's like i'm not sure what to think of this but the kangaroos grunt when they poop um (laughs) and i messaged the developer about that and he was like that wasn't intended but it felt like the right thing to do leaving it in (laughs) fair yeah it's funny and Um, i thought that that was hilarious (laughs)
1: Australia is the or at least as far as I'm aware Australia is the only country that will eat animals that are on their coat of arms and we <laughs> yeah. eat both of them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you all go hard down under, huh? Yeah.
2: Hey, you got to yeah. do what you <laughs> got well, to do to do, live down there.
0: Yeah, I guess so. survive. Yeah, they well they uh, only
2: live like um couple miles off the coast other than that they don't live anywhere in their whole fucking country yeah dinkum
1: dinkum is one that i'm definitely interested in checking out at some point um but i think uh for the time being i probably will just sit back and see see how the development of it continues because what it's it's in early access right now early
3: access yeah they've already got a roadmap out for the next like six months and they're going to be adding more npcs more buildings um, awesome. There's different biomes within So you you have a procedurally generated map When you start the game And there's different biomes And each biome has different stuff There's like mines you can go into um, It's again it, It's like Animal Crossing But with deeper mechanics mm-hmm. um, So if you enjoy The Animal Crossing genre You also enjoy kind of Some of the aspects of survival games With crafting and collecting resources And stuff It, it combines both pretty effectively um you know and the game's picking up steam pretty quick in terms and of who doesn't following. love
1: australia am i right
3: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yep that's what i thought resounding resounding nodded of from everyone
2: they've had a lot yes. of good press lately from what i've seen yes. a lot of good stuff happened in that country kind of nothing like, kind bad of, kind of like the united states nothing but good yes. <laughs> politics
0: yep
3: yep exactly everything's great here dandy we're a utopia <laughs> mm-hmm now it's is that just on Steam? If it's early access, just on Steam. I think it'll. Their plans are to come to other platforms. Gotcha. Um, but I could be wrong. Maybe on other platforms too. I, I just play everything on Steam. So right, that's your only gaming. Yeah, yeah. It's just on Windows right now. But I know that there's probably plans to expand. Um, mm. As the, probably out of at early access, for sure. And that's
0: uh, that's Dinkum out Dinkum. now in early access. Mm -hmm. um so i want to bring back kittens corner for maybe the last (laughs) time for me on this pod you say that well so here's the thing i don't think i'm done playing it but i'm done thinking about it um (laughs) you're not you're not though (laughs) well so here's the thing i broke kittens game i have hacked it so because you you can go go into the console and just like add like a billion whatever resources. so you're cheating what? I'm cheating. Yeah, hundred um, percent. That defeats the whole purpose. Exactly, and that's that's when I did that. That's when I realized this is such a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Some,
1: hey, sometimes you need to you need to break the game to free yourself from it.
0: Yeah. Um, I will not you hear know, I just, this. Re-
2: I'm upset now. I don't want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs>
3: this is like this is like a betrayal. I like,
2: yeah, it's like. It's like you're like, oh, I got hired somewhere else and I gave all of our internal documents away. That's how this <laughs> feels. that bad? <laughs> yeah, that's how bad I feel right
0: now. No, I mean, uh, I'm just, I was just curious about like, okay, can you cheat in this game? And if so, how would it make me feel? So I did it. And so now there are points where it's it kind of like... you feel dirty. <laughs> I mean, it felt a little dirty, but also like, man, this really is just like, like the perfect platform to hack other people's computers and mine crypto, you know, like because it's just about keeping it up on the browser. That's it's just a really long waiting game Um, because I got to the point where like this was my second run through, right? And I was building up resources faster, which was great. But then that also meant way more time micromanaging and basically having to click the send hunter button every like minute to send 30 hunters out before my cap power reaches the maximum. Yeah. And it got to the point where I was micromanaging it so much that I was like, this is just a waste. Could I just add a billion furs and be done with having to micromanage it? And from there, <laughs> I got <just traveled laughs> to straddle what if I added a billion wood? Because <laughs> you can add way more than your cap.
1: It, uh, Scrappy <sighs> is going to be debuting his kittens game, speedrun any percent he's uh, <laughs> yeah. gonna be
2: done in a minute. How wild is that?
0: Yeah, just type in a key you're p- command. Uh, I, and I don't know good. if
2: we can continue this anymore.
0: Yeah. I don't
2: know if I can. <laughs> it just looks you. disappointed. <laughs> this is
1: just, just...
0: I mean, when when I reset I'm gonna reset again and keep playing it and I'm I'm probably not gonna cheat anymore, but there is just something about like that level of micromanagement that you had to do that was like a little annoying. Don't like, try not to bring this fun. back
2: to having a conversation. We're done. Okay. This is over. <laughs> okay. don't, don't even try.
1: Otten's so planning upset. on leaving and he's taking all of TR's documentation That's with right. him.
0: He's taking Kitten's Game with him. Uh, <laughs> you're genuinely. What an amazing
3: upset note that- to finish on. <laughs> <laughs> Holy
2: crap. You took, you took something beautiful, and you just shit all over it. <laughs> You're like the guy you, that threw acid on the Mona Lisa. Grunted while you did it. Yeah. <laughs> That's who you are.
0: I don't know. It was just. Uh, it was interesting to see that the game is like because it. It is pretty. I'm not gonna say basic code because I couldn't make it myself, but the commands are pretty straightforward. So it was interesting, kind of like peeking behind the curtain and seeing. All that code and being like, oh, this is really just a bunch of counters. It's a bunch of ticks. You know, like every time
2: you tick, I think, you get I think it's insane that it took you doing that to
0: realize that. <laughs> well, no, I knew that. <laughs> I think it's just interesting <laughs> seeing it. Like yeah. seeing the code, you know, like actually inspecting the element and looking at it.
2: Oh man. This is that you moment. The this is Wizard of Oz where you you're right, you just peek behind the you curtain, peek behind you the curtain, ruin the whole thing. Right.
0: Ruin is a strong word, but I definitely see no, kittens no, game it's in a very accurate. different light. Yeah. Okay, all
2: right. You're not no, no, it's, to it's okay. Anymore. You're
1: you're likening it to um, Dorothy peeking behind the curtain. What's actually happened is that Scrappy is now Neo. He has been <laughs> reborn as the one. He
2: can see the code.
0: He can yeah, see the kittens.
2: I,
1: well, I, I took the
0: hap- blue pill or the red one, whichever one is. I will happily
2: stay in Plato's cave. And look at the <laughs> shadows
0: on the wall. <laughs>
2: That's where yeah. I will remain.
0: Sure, fair. I mean, I'm I'm up to the point where uh, I launched my first rocket. I'm I'm slowly getting uranium, you know. So I'm like, not even like crazy far ahead, you know. I'm not like I was trading. past that in my first playthrough. Jesus, dude, you waited a long time in your he first waited, playthrough. You waited way I did, too long I waited way to reset. Too long. Yeah. No, I, I didn't get that far in my first playthrough. This is my first time seeing all of that stuff. But then there's also just that idea of like I could just add a billion uranium, and and be done. <laughs> Do it. Slippery slope. It is, yeah. I probably won't. Hey man, but- hey
1: man, just one more hit of cheats. One more hit of cheats, and then I'm done cheating. I swear, man. I swear.
3: <laughs> does does the paragraph go- So if you reset. So I reset and I had 76 Paragon, 14 Carmel. If I reset again, does that carry over too, or is it just what's generated under the time tab? It, it, it gets added on too. So if you so have it's 70. Added on too, so Paragon carries over right. from oh. run to run.
0: Yeah.
3: Well, well okay. yes and no. Because
0: well, you can use Paragon later on. You can right? spend like, it a, a later. Yeah.
3: Okay. okay. Yeah. But it does carry over. So
2: right. what, Scrappy just cheated himself out of the pride and accomplishment of playing the game. Wrapping it back around it, yeah. I was yeah. gonna say that <laughs> yeah. that sounds like familiar words. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. And, as if
1: you tell him that he's fucking stupid at that point, I think we'll have retouched on absolutely everything, everything that we have spoken about. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. And hey, here's here's the beauty of it. So like just for understanding the game, uh one paragon point makes most things go one percent faster, basically. Ish. Mm-hmm. And so if you have a hundred paragon points, you're kind of doubling your speed. So Rut played for what was that like three weeks, four weeks to make everything go seventy-seven percent faster. Yeah, seventy-seven percent faster. I did the same thing and I went to like eighty-four percent faster. Or you could go a billion percent faster <laughs> by, <laughs> by adding Paragon because that's a again, it's just part of the code, man. It.
2: <laughs> that's awesome. I love
1: that
0: you've
3: ruined the majesty of it. I
2: you, I don't want bit. you to ever bring this up again. Like you know, you said you're and done. Be thinking about it. I hope that's true because I don't want to hear you say a goddamn word about it. You don't deserve to. I think that that that's that's
1: the finality that's, that's good, of kittens yeah. game
2: on this podcast. This has been a weird uh, saga, but this, uh, we, he's we you know he crossed a line I didn't know was there.
3: Whatever Otten brings up next to ruin my life, don't ruin that
2: too. <laughs> he won't he won't play the next one he won't be as interested i guarantee you. okay we'll i'll be surprised okay. if he is we'll see we'll see i'm still waiting for there's a you know whenever there's a good lull lull in the time I'll, I'll spring it on you
0: mm-hmm. maybe around november 9th i think there's not going to be much coming out then oh, so
2: it'll be pretty
0: chill yeah it's super chill probably frosty yeah, the, whole, the
2: whole rest of this year there's nothing really happening so
0: yeah exactly um, but I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Tech Raptor podcast we hope you enjoyed and if you did please leave a review down below on whatever platform you are listening on and share it with a friend share share the fun share the joy share the joy of breaking yeah, or you know candy. just
2: cheat yourself to having more friends and don't actually have the enjoyment of it at all how about
0: that yeah I mean just you know type all of in our some reviews I...
2: codes and get some bots following you so you have some fake friends that's just as good yeah. as doing it right this is my favorite uh,
1: episode of the podcast.
2: This yeah,
0: is this, great. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, so glad this is,
3: is so mad. Oh. Uh, but
0: uh, if, you you want, want... if you want more of us, you can subscribe. Please do. Uh, you get all of our new episodes every week. And let us know down below. Would you cheat in a game like Kittens Game? Would you be a, a filthy casual like me? Just let us know either on techwrap or than net. Net.
2: <laughs> YouTube.
0: <laughs> Uh, and also go to our site if you want more news reviews features we publish those every day of the week but if you want more of this show we will be back next monday maybe we'll see you then.
1: i don't know now <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey brut, can i can i pitch a kittens game guide on how to just cheat everything we can share
2: this world oh. <laughs> i can delete things
3: <laughs> oh man
2: anyway i guess we'll see you next week
3: yeah. <laughs>